G'day, welcome to the Wood Fired Oven Podcast, where I take a deep dive into the techniques, recipes, and history of wood fired oven cooking. My name is Mark, an obsessed and somewhat curious fan of outdoor cooking, especially with my wood fired oven. Follow my podcast in your favorite app and listen in as I go searching for the best recipes, tips, and advice to both supercharge our cooking skills and motivate you to light up your favorite outdoor cooking gear this weekend. In this episode, I'm going to be cooking slow-cooked beef cheeks with red wine and thyme in the wood-fired oven. This dish is gorgeous. It's slow-cooked, rich, juicy uh, goodness. It's a family favorite, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. It involves uh, two parts. Day one is preparing the marinade, and day two is out there in front of the gorgeous oven cooking this beautiful dish. So today I'm going to prepare the marinade for the beef cheeks. It's really simple to do. I've got two gorgeous beef cheeks in front of me here on the bench. They both weigh about 300 grams, so they're nice and big. Use a couple of them for this dish. You can get smaller beef cheeks, but the 300 grams is is great. Certainly feeds uh, four in my family and plenty left over uh, for the week. Uh, Beef cheeks, they're a gorgeous cut of meat, actually. Really like them. They come packed, in my part of the world, two in a pack, and uh, they actually look like a cheek, strangely enough. Uh, It Obviously, if you didn't know, uh, comes from the cow's face. It's a, a fairly economical uh, cut of beef uh, for us in Australia. It's certainly growing in popularity, actually, and uh, my local butcher tells me uh, they sell out of stock every week. It's one of those hardworking muscles in the cow, so uh, like other hardworking muscles, it really benefits from that slow cooking to loosen up and to make it tender and delicious. It is a cut that seems to match so well with red wine. Well, certainly it does for me. You know the beef cheeks are cooked when they are tender and pulling apart, and that usually takes about three to four hours in my wood-fired oven. Now, this particular dish benefits from marinating the beef cheeks in a bottle of red wine. For about 18 uh, to 24 hours, so this time tomorrow I'll be prepping uh, the rest of the dish. So the wine's in, and... I usually add a couple of cloves of uh, garlic, uh, just preparing the garlic, and these are beautiful fresh garlic cloves. I bruise them by smashing them and uh, drop them into the container uh, with the uh, beef cheeks and the red wine. Thyme, uh, the herb, uh, grows next to uh, my wood-fired oven uh, outside. It gets a lot of sunshine, and it just loves it uh, I've got about uh, three or four sprigs of thyme uh, that I'm just popping into the container. Cracked pepper getting added in, and it's all done. Not a lot to preparing uh, the marinade and the beef cheeks. The magic happens now over the next uh, 24 hours. So I'll just uh, head over and uh, pop it into the fridge. And that's really it. So we'll check in again uh, in about 24 hours. So uh, welcome to uh, day two. I'm outside uh, just prepping the rest of the ingredients for the beef cheeks. Uh, I've had the oven warming up now for about 90 minutes uh, using some uh, gorgeous dry iron bark. So that's raging away. 
Now I've taken the beef cheeks uh, out of the fridge uh, and they're just sitting on the bench here and I'm just slowly letting them come up to room temperature uh, on the bench. Okay, so I've got a couple of garlic cloves, just peeling those and finally slicing those and setting them uh, in a bowl uh, on my baker's tray. I'm using two onions. I've only got small onions. I just normally use one large one, but I've got a couple here. And I just dice them up uh, finely and put them into the bowl as well. Oh, yep, my eyes are starting to water. Yeah. Slicing through the onions uh, combines a couple of enzymes together, which creates this chemical which uh, floats up into your eyes. And that's, uh, that's why you get tears. It's a little chemical warfare going on here by the onions. Oh my gosh. And I've got one large carrot, which I'm dicing up fairly finely. Celery, carrots, and onions, which is a sofrito. And actually, the sofrito is an Italian word, interestingly, for underfried or fried slowly. Uh, basically, is that process of gently cooking vegetables in oil to soften and and release their flavours. For a ragu uh, a la bolognese, you'd do a similar process when preparing them. Uh, so I've got the trifecta, the holy trinity, uh, as some Italians call it. I've got about uh, 250-300 grams of uh, small mushrooms. I'm just going to halve those mushrooms. So I've got two rashes of bacon. I'm going to dice them up into about one centimetre diced bits of bacon. These are huge, goodness. Huge slices of bacon. So I'm just taking the beef cheeks uh, out of the marinade and just placing them on the plate with some paper towels, patting them dry. You want them nice and dry so you can sear them well in the piping hot cast iron. And now I'm just pouring off the wine into a jug uh, so I can take it out to the oven and pour that into the cast iron pot with all the ingredients uh, shortly. And that's it. All the preparation has now been done. I'm going to pop this uh, set of ingredients into the fridge uh, for about another hour. And then it's going to be time to head on out to the wood-fired oven and to start cooking. The best part of the day. Okay, so I'm standing in front of my oven here. I've had a large cast iron pot and lid heating up in the oven for about an hour and I like to get it really hot so I can sear the beef cheeks well at the start of the cook. So I've set up my baker's tray beside me here with all of my uh, bowls of ingredients and uh, easy for me to reach and everything's ready to go. So the first step is to sear the beef cheeks. So I'm just adding a, a little bit of oil now to the cast iron pot, letting that get a little hot and then I'm going to drop in the beef cheeks in a minute. I'm just applying a little bit of salt and pepper uh, to both sides of the beef cheeks. Uh, so when I drop them into the pot, I'm going to get instant smell satisfaction. I'm searing the beef cheeks now. It is piping hot. Oh my gosh, the smell coming off the beef. Uh, already infused with that red wine just smells divine. The aim is to sear both sides, to brown the meat, and to start the Miyard reaction on the surface of the meat. It takes about three to five minutes uh, in my pot to do that. The Miyard reaction developed by searing the beef at these very high temperatures and it's responsible for that beautiful brown 
crusty, complex, deep flavours uh, that you find in the in seared meat. The fire in the oven is just doing fantastic. Uh, just going to pour myself a little glass of wine. It seems appropriate while I'm smelling all this gorgeous wine. Aroma's coming off the searing beef. Mmm, yum. So it's been about uh, five minutes aside now. I'm taking the cheeks uh, out of the oven, checking both sides to make sure I've got a nice crusty finish. And they are just looking great. So I'm going to take them out of the pot, set them aside. So I'm just adding the bacon pieces to the pot now. And I'm going to cook them for uh, probably three or four minutes. Nothing quite like bacon sizzling in a pan. Okay, the bacon's looking pretty good. They're now coming off the heat. And I'm going to throw in the mushrooms into the pot. I like to give them a good stir and actually put them back into the oven uh, near the fire. Just to soften off for two or three minutes. Got a beautiful small fire now in the back of the oven. Uh, glowing up the back bricks. It's looking great. I don't worry too much about the overall uh, heat in the oven when I'm doing this type of dish. I know uh, that uh, if I clear the dome, the oven is nice and hot. And I just work the cooler and warmer parts of the oven floor uh, to get uh, the right amount of heat to the pot. I'm just going to add another log uh, onto the fire. Beautiful small piece of iron bark just to keep that flame moving in the back. Yeah, that didn't take long to light up at all. Oven's nice and warm. The wood is nice and dry. <laughs> Lots of birds in the background outside uh, this afternoon. It's a beautiful day here. Lots of big blue sky in my part of the world here. So I'm just taking out the mushrooms. They're looking beautiful, actually. Lovely aroma coming off those as well. Setting those aside. Uh, the bottom of the pan is certainly looking uh, nice and brown. Adding a little a drop of oil, and I'm just putting in the onions to sizzle those off now. I like to caramelise these, soften them up a little bit. And popping in the carrots uh, now as well. And the last thing to put in the Holy Trinity is the celery. There we go, they're all in now, giving them a stir. And I'm going to put them back in the oven. So how long this process takes is uh, dependent on your temperature, obviously, but I would suspect it's going to take... Uh, Maybe five or six minutes or so. It's good to check your food as it cooks in the oven, especially when you're doing soft foods like onions. They can burn pretty easily. Oh, no, this is looking great. Oh, the smell is just fantastic. The Italians were certainly on it with this combination. Just, just gorgeous. And the fire now is really settling into a, a beautifully established fire. Lots of embers now uh, on the floor. Doesn't take long at all for wood to get lit. So just adding the garlic in now, stirring that through. Uh, that doesn't take long. Uh, they're all the sliced garlic we did. One thing I like about uh, the area where we live, lots of uh, beautiful bird song, particularly in the mid-afternoons when the weather is nice. Keeps me company out here in front of the oven. Okay, it's time to add the wine into the dish. Just bringing the pot out of the oven. All that gorgeously flavoured wine from the beef and the garlic, the rosemary, that's going in the pot now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, you get this instant hit of smell satisfaction when that wine hits that cast iron. That is absolutely fantastic.
So just giving the wine a little stir, I'm going to pop the cast iron pot uh, back into the oven for a few minutes just to warm that wine up, get it gently simmering before I add the ingredients back into the dish. So it really isn't a very difficult dish to make. Just need to get a few things in the right order. Alright, so bringing out the pot, probably for the last time for a while now, and adding all of the pre-cooked ingredients back into the pot. The onions, the mushrooms, I'm adding in the uh, handful of pulled pork, uh, which I like to add into this dish as well. That was made on my smoker about a month ago. It's been waiting in the freezer patiently for today. And placing the beef cheeks uh, back into the pot, making sure they're nicely drenched in the red wine. I'm adding the bouquet of spices into the pot now. Submerging those so they're nice and infused with that red wine. I'm adding about a three quarters of a cup or so of uh, water to the pot as well. Making sure everything's nicely stirred through before the long sleep next to the uh, fire inside this now glowing wood-fired oven in front of me. I like to keep the landing of the wood-fired oven nice and uh, tidy, nice and clean. I've got a, a couple of tea towels that I use just to keep it nice and clean. It keeps the charcoal away, any uh, stains or smears away, keeps it looking like new. The pot's now going back in the oven. I like to put it back in initially for about 30 minutes just to allow the flame to kiss the food before the lid goes on. It gets it nice and hot. It gets it sizzling and bubbling away before it gets closed up for about three hours. So it's been about 30 minutes now. I'm just taking the pot out of the oven, having a good look at it. Yeah, it's looking absolutely fantastic. In fact, the, the wine mixture is looking quite rich and dark already. Uh, the beef cheeks are just ever so slightly submerged in the top, putting the lid back on. And now I'm going to move the pot back into the oven, but now into a, a cooler area of the oven on the other side of the oven from where the fire is. And that's a really nice place for it to be. And that's it. The dish will now just soak up all that gorgeous heat. I'm going to head out uh, to my favourite chair, pour myself a glass of wine, another one, and uh, reflect on my handiwork. It's, uh, it's a beautiful afternoon here. We're going to check back in in about... Uh, three hours to see how the dish is doing. It is a good idea to check periodically that the liquid isn't evaporating off too quick. I find that with the cast iron lids on these types of pots, it seems to keep an awful lot of the moisture in. I have noticed in the past with this particular dish uh, that it may need an extra cup or so of water throughout its cook. If I've got the oven a little too hot, which it is possible uh, for this cook this afternoon, then I'll need to add in uh, an extra cup or so. But that just keeps the dish from burning and ensures that there's enough moisture retained in the dish. When I serve this dish, I, I like it to have plenty of moisture surrounding the, the food. I really like to serve this food with uh, mashed potatoes, with a little bit of cream and butter and thyme and pepper, a dash of salt. Today I'm also uh, preparing some uh, roasted leeks, which I just uh, clean uh, and put straight onto the brick oven floor. I'm also going to accompany this dish this afternoon with some hay-smoked cherry tomatoes and broccolini. And what I do with those is I put them on a, a cast iron uh, pan or a dish and I put them in the oven uh, for about 20 minutes or so to soften the broccolini up, to soften and to release some of those uh, juices from the tomatoes. Then I carefully place 
both of those into a stainless steel sieve and I bring out embers from the oven late in the cook. I've got a, a brick that I use to support the stainless steel sieve and I put a couple of handfuls of hay, very dry hay, directly on the embers. They ignite almost instantly, creating this gorgeous smoke, which I place the sieve right over the top of and Actually, both the broccolini and the cherry tomatoes seem to absorb these flavors. The cherry tomatoes are very soft, and I find the softer the vegetables, the more it seems to pull in those hay, smoky, gorgeous flavors. Last time I did the broccolini, however, it did kiss it with the gorgeous taste as well. It's a little harder, obviously, than the tomatoes. Give it a go. Go down to your local pet store and find some hay if you can't source it locally, and give it a shot. If you if you take nothing else out of this episode, try smoking some vegetables with dried hay it provides a beautiful earthy aroma which isn't too strong to the vegetables and man oh man does hay look amazing when it ignites over the embers driving up this gorgeous smoke through your vegetables it's uh it's it's pretty neat okay just taking the cast iron pot and this gorgeous dish out of the oven it's finished it's cooking I'm about to cook the vegetables that I talked about before, but I'm just going to open up this pot now and take a look. Yeah, it, look, it looks fine. Just going to pull apart some of the beef here, and it is just falling. Oh, man, it's just falling apart. The rich red wine that it's been sitting in has reduced, and it just smells absolutely fantastic. The family's going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this, and I really hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. And thanks for taking this uh, little journey in my backyard uh, with me this afternoon. Music has this ability, I think, to remind us of things long forgotten. Hearing a tune on the radio or a musical motif in your headphones uh, can spark memories, can't it, from childhood, from a different time. It can prompt feelings of emotions uh, that are very real and powerful, don't you think? That's why music is such a large part of life for so many cultures. It brings joy, fun, peace and community. Good food, I think, is the same. The flavours, uh, the uh, the aromas can transport us back to our uh, holidays. It can take us back into favourite restaurants, back to times with our family. It also provides comfort, delight and peace while we eat and share good times. When I was a young boy, I spent time in North Canterbury in New Zealand, and I was reminded recently of playing in the dry, dusty dirt, the smells of the fields, the soil. That happened when I was cooking this recipe. Uh, For some reason, the aroma of the earthy wine-infused beef sparked images of the scene in my mind. That's why I'm here talking about it today. It took me back to a lovely place in my distant past. Food is one of those magical things that we touch, we taste, we smell every day. And combine that with sharing good food with those we care about. Well, what more is there to say? Stay safe, have fun, and go cook with fire. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow the Wood Fired Oven podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Please consider posting a review on Apple Podcasts as this really helps the show. Don't forget to check out Woodfired Oven Dog Cooking for more tips, tricks and advice on cooking with fire. You can also see full episode notes and links. You can also post a question which I may feature on the show. 
I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So head over to your favorite social platform and get in touch. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time.